Welcome to yet another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. I am your host as well as a health and mindset coach. My name is Inez Bai. And today I have an interview with the wonderful Jackie White, who has been an avid listener for really since the beginning of time, aka the beginning of this podcast. And Jackie comes on to talk about her journey of accepting her body, of finding that self-love is deeper than just the way that you look. She talks about the journey of getting her breast implants taken out and how that's affected her relationship with her body and now going through getting a knee replacement multiple times and how that's also given her an opportunity to slow down and actually create a healthier relationship with herself more than ever before. So I'm really excited to be sharing this episode with you. I had so much fun talking to Jackie and I'm really keen to hear what you have to say, what you have to think about this episode. As usual, you know that this podcast is purely run by me and me only. So whenever you share this on your stories or you leave me a review or you follow me on Spotify, it really helps to grow this audience and share this message and help more people find this podcast and create a healthy relationship with food and themselves and ultimately have a positive ripple effect on everyone else around them. So I really, really appreciate your support. Just a couple of things from me that is coming up. It is wrapping up to the end of the year, the end of December. And I know that a lot of us are very quickly just wanting 20 2020 to be over and I get it it has been a long hard slog of a year and I feel like most of us even though we've been at home for most of the year and it feels like we shouldn't be tired or it feels like we aren't deserving of a holiday you are all deserving of a holiday and of a rest and I really hope that you all are able to do that and if not then that's fine and I know that you will be able to find a rest or some time off hopefully in the not so distant future but know that if you're craving that rest that is totally acceptable like I feel like just because we've been at home more doesn't necessarily mean we've been resting more and in fact probably most of us have worked more than we ever have this year just simply because we have been at home so much but in saying that I've got a couple of few things coming up. I will be hosting a free masterclass that I will be announcing on Instagram. So if you're not following me yet, come and follow me there. It's just Inez Bai. I've also recently started a TikTok. I have a very small following, but it's going pretty well and I'm loving it. So I'll be posting more videos on there. And if you want to come along and say hey and hang out, I have been loving TikTok. It's been a really fun new creative channel for me, but also like really cool videos on there. So if you haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet, this is my official recommendation. And it's just Inez Bai as well if you want to follow me on there um so yeah i'll be running a free masterclass which will be around a topic of dealing with uncertainty because i know for a lot of us that can cause all of the anxiety so or if you have an idea for a free masterclass that you would like me to run send me a dm as well i'm always interested to hear what my audience is really feeling like they want extra support with And then aside from that, I am currently open for early bird enrollments for the peaceful soul. So this is my group mindset coaching program that takes you from feeling anxious and worried and fearful to creating a more peaceful relationship with yourself, with your mindset, with your lifestyle, with your relationships, with money, having more effective communication. It's really your chance to be able to have those deep conversations that you probably don't feel safe to have with anyone else. And this is your space to get all of those mindset tips and tools that can help you to manage your anxiety better or manage your worries better or feel supported and feel like you have a safe space to speak about these things like I have run this program a few times before and the women from this program have all been able to let go of so many self-limiting beliefs and have created such a healthier relationship with themselves and been able to ask for what they want and up their standards and go out there and start creating businesses or working on promotions or just being able to feel confident and in their power rather than wasting so much energy about what other people are thinking so if that sounds like something you would be interested in come and let me know because before if you sign up before Christmas not only do you get the early bird discount but you will also get bonus access to messenger coaching with me as soon as you sign up until the group program starts. So that is a huge value bonus. Um, Like I said, if you're interested, you can just send me a DM on Instagram and just message me and say peaceful soul. And I can give you all of the dirty deets on that. Not that they're dirty. They're very clean and wholesome and peaceful vibes. Lastly, we will be running the peaceful body project in the middle of Feb. And I know that feels really early to announce that now, but if you listen to this podcast episode, And what I'm talking about really resonates in terms of a healthy relationship with food, your body image, creating a better relationship with exercise and a healthy lifestyle, then that is the program for you as well. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, also send me a DM saying peaceful body and I can give you all of the information that you need. All right, without further ado, let's get started with today's interview with the wonderful Jackie White. 
Welcome, Jackie, to the Peaceful Body Podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? We've just clocked over into the afternoon, haven't we? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thanks, Inez. I'm just uh, taking it day by day, but yeah, feeling good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I am so excited. And obviously, as I knew you were coming on to the podcast, I was reflecting on you know, the first kind of encounters that we've had, we obviously have never physically met, but I'm sure we will one day, but you have been such an avid supporter of the Peaceful Body Podcast and of my business, of my social media. Like it has been an absolute joy to get to see you um, posting all the time about the podcast, getting so much value out of it. You've joined my programs. We've done mentoring sessions together. And so when I put the call out for someone to be interviewed on the Peaceful Body Podcast, I was like, this will be so cool because I have seen you kind of move from the outside through your journey. And I'm really excited to share your experiences with my audience as well, because as I always say, and I'm sure that you can relate to this as well, hearing from other people's personal experiences has been so pivotal and transformative for me in my own journey. And I know that will be the case for other people. So I'm excited to have you on. Oh, thank you so much, Inez. It's just been... um... A lot of learning um, since we first initially um, got in contact. I've done a lot of work through you and I feel very ready and um, open to tell my story. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'm so excited. Yeah, because I remember you. like we did a um, we did a one-on-one power hour session together. Yeah, and that was intense. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Intense in a good way, right? Like oh, we've done in a, a fantastic way. Like that was... That was really, really um, a good turning point for me. Um, I got a lot out of that hour. It was fabulous. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like often it's often, and if you agree with this, you can let me know, or you, may, you might not disagree with this, but often we're kind of like running on this automatic program for a really long time. And we think, yep. oh, I'll just get to this goal or I'll just get through this week or I'll just do this and then I'll be happy or 100%. then I'll be, then I'll work on myself and then I'll let myself rest. Whereas when you have that session, and this is why I really like doing those power hour sessions is that it kind of gives you a whole other perspective and a reason to then, like it shines a light on the things that aren't necessarily serving you. And that in and of itself can be enough for you to then change because it's just a belief system right and so when absolutely. you absolutely yeah when you're exposed absolutely. to a new perspective that's the thing that can change your actions and change what you actually see it was almost like a bolt light bulb moment it's just something just clicked after that um hour and i i started implementing little changes daily and now all of a sudden these these little changes are just my daily routine which i love and look so forward to and honestly can say that has been an integral part of my I don't know journey to health and wellness like it's just really opened up my eyes to so much and I have I really do have you to thank for that so thanks babe oh I'm so honored to hear that and obviously oh, like I'm so true. glad that our paths have crossed and you know, have to really like congratulate yourself for taking action on it because obviously I can create the space but it's really up to you as the, the individual the client to take action on it so I'm really excited to hear but let's before we dive too deep sure. let's introduce who you are where you're from what you're passionate about just give a little bit of a backstory of who Jackie is Okay, so I'm Jackie. I am a wife to an amazing, supportive husband. I have two amazing, beautiful daughters, 18 and 16. Um, I am a personal trainer. I am very interested in health and wellness and just I love to be a positive light in every person that I come across. I like to be upbeat, happy, always smiling, but I have my moments too. But yeah, I live in a little town called Bairnsdale, um, just east of Melbourne. Um, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, I love that. And I love on social media, as I've said before, but I just have to reiterate, you have always been so supportive to me. And as someone that runs a small business, you really notice that, like you really appreciate the people that come into your DMs, sending me all of the emojis and the love. Like I really appreciate that. And for anyone that's listening to this as well, like know that every single time someone sends me a message. And I know sometimes when you feel a little bit shy or you don't know what to say, it can be kind of overwhelming to send someone a message, but I always, always appreciate it. And it just like, it makes my day every time I hear someone like talking to uh, listening to the podcast or where they're listening to it from or the impact that it's had on, on their life as well. So yeah, but let's talk, let's chat about where you were at in your journey, even like right before, I guess we had that first mentoring session. Do you want to describe how you were moving through the day, how you were approaching health and fitness and what was going on in your mind, I guess. And that will give us a really nice starting point to then reflect on how far you've come. 
Sure. So prior to us um, chatting, I was the typical go, 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 flat out, had to be busy all the time. I only went to the gym really, even though I'm a trainer and I should know better, um, I literally was just working out to burn calories mm. and I just wanted to be a smaller version of myself. I wanted to shrink. I didn't want to take up so much space. I just wanted to be thin um, and I would track everything. So I was using my fitness pal and I just want to say my fitness pal is a fantastic tool um, for people that need to track their macros if they choose to. There's nothing inherently wrong with tracking your macros, but when you were doing what I was doing, obsessing, um, you know, I sort of stopped socialising, it became a real problem. Living it back then, I thought I was doing the right thing, but now having all the knowledge I have now two years down the track, oh my goodness, seriously, um, it's just exhausting, you know, and working out for the wrong reason, like I now have learned to love my body and what it can do for me rather than, oh shit, I've got to go to the gym, I just ate a biscuit or whatever. It's just, it's just not about that, but that's where I was. And, you know, I don't regret that, Inez, because that has led me to where I am now. Mm. Yeah, I always say this to my clients. Like, and a lot of the time they come to me and they're like, why didn't I know this sooner? Or why didn't I know that I could take days off the gym or I didn't have to be so fearful of foods? And I totally get that feeling because when you first start to learn all of the patterns that maybe aren't serving your highest good, it's like really frustrating. You're like, why don't I just, why have I been like this for so long? However, it's such a good message what you're saying that like, whilst it's not ideal to be having these like, you know, um, it's not like super healthy patterns around food and your body image and exercising. It also shapes you into the person that you are today. Totally. And having two daughters, like Taylor's just turned 18 and Ella's 16, they know my story. So I have had anorexia when I was 15 till I was about 21 and always suffered with mental health issues, you know, depression and anxiety. So I have been very honest and upfront with my girls. We're, we're very, very close family. They, they can see the shift in mum. So they like, mum, you know, we can see two years ago, you would just punish yourself, but now you've done so much work. And they just, I just, I did it for myself, but I also did it to show the girls that there are healthier ways to do things if you want to, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get fit or eat healthy or even change your body composition, but doing it correctly and not letting it consume you and take over your life is a completely different thing than the way I approached it. So I think knowledge is power. Like they won't have to go through that because I have lived that for them. Mm, and what like what an incredible role model that you can be in that position for you to decide okay I actually obviously I'm going to do it for myself but in yes. doing it for myself I have the ability yes. to have a positive ripple effect on others around me and I think that is really important because a lot of the time people will offer advice or give solutions to people without yes. actually embodying it themselves and That's that can right. be incredibly disempowering for the person that they're giving the advice to because say for example I'm saying well you should take rest days but clearly I'm not taking rest days and then I always complain about being stressed and fatigued yes. and tired and injured that person's now going to question my integrity. They're not going to think, they're going to think, well, why would I listen to that person if they're not actually like, if their actions don't match their words. That's right. And also it's going to make that person that you're telling a bit like defensive almost. And you almost push that person away. So if you're going to be offering advice and actually I don't really necessarily recommend that we are offering other people advice the best way to have a positive influence on anyone around you is to be making sure that you are living out your like ideals or your values. You know what I mean? So if you are recommending, you should like, if you, if you're saying like, you should be taking rest days, you make sure that you take rest days and allow other people to get like draw inspiration from you rather than you trying to tell other people how to live their lives. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I um, look at myself as a positive person, as I said in the intro. Mm. And for me now talking now where I am, that, fuck, if I want to have three days off in a row, I'll do it. Where two years ago, I would have not slept. I would have been anxious. My body's going to change. I'm going to get fat. It's so debilitating. And it just stops you from really living your life authentically. So, you know, it's just an absolute roller coaster of a journey. But, oh, my God, guys, if you're out there listening, please, seriously, 
even there's a call she can help you like she's really helped me so much and i'm forever grateful yeah really grateful yeah give me a call i love that yeah thank you so what do you say now because i get this question all the time on social media in my courses with my clients when you say you do want to have three days off Yep. What do you say, like, say in the morning that you wake up and you're meant to go to the gym and it was in your plan and it was in your structure, but you wake up and you just know that you're not meant to train or you just can feel in your body that it really needs a rest. How do you kind of self-soothe yourself in that situation, especially knowing that, you know, maybe in the past you've had kind of old thoughts, old thoughts still come up and what do you do and how do you manage that? How do you listen to your body and how do you know what is going to be the best course of action for you to take? Oh, absolutely. Those thoughts still do pop up mm. every now and then, but the way I handle them is very different. So if I have, you know, scheduled to be going to the gym this morning and I woke up and I wasn't feeling the vibe, I had, you know, I didn't sleep well, I just say, you know what, Jackie, the gym's going to be there tomorrow. Go for a walk with the dog instead. Get some vitamin D, do some Pilates. Just, I'm happy. To, I don't want people to think that if I'm having a rest day, I'm laying on the couch watching Netflix all day. I am still quite an active person, so I will go for a walk or a bike ride, but I don't have to I don't have to punish my body every single day if I don't feel that I need to. So I, I just listen to my body. It tells me, I mean, how come I didn't know this two, you know, years ago? It's taken me so long to understand it's okay. It's okay to have a rest day and just do something else that makes me feel good. Go out for a coffee with a friend or I've been loving journaling. I journal all my emotions down. I find by dumping it all on paper can be very helpful. Mm. But just honouring my body, I mean, it's fucking amazing. I've had two kids, you know, I'm healthy, I'm fit. I don't need to be a hero and go to the gym every single day to to be full. Mm. There's plenty of other things I can choose to do, you know. Totally. And so many people rest whether the day is good or bad if they have eaten a certain way or whether they've been to the gym and that really comes down to us boxing ourselves into a specific health and fitness identity of like this is the only way that I know who I am this is the only way that I feel like a worthy person because a lot of the time and especially you know if we have a history of eating disorders or um, anything you know over exercising we really cling on to that to give ourselves a sense of self. And so when we can't go to the gym or when we feel, yes. you know, like we, we aren't able to go or plans change suddenly and we're someone that hasn't done the work to kind of identify ourselves as all of the other things that we are, but we just don't allow ourselves to see that. That's right. That's we feel really like out of control. We start to like question who we are and like, what are we even doing in this world? And am I, do I even have anything to offer? So if you're someone that like struggles with that, and I, and I guess you can speak to this too, I'm sure over the past couple of years, you've probably discovered other parts of your personality oh, that you'd kind of push yes. to the side. And now because you've given yourself the space by not constantly being so worried about food and exercise, it's given you, would you say that it's given you the opportunity to like flesh out who Jackie White is? Absolutely. Like I used to always think I had this identity. Jackie is, you know, mm. fit person. She's always at the gym. She's always showing up for her clients and, you know, also training for herself. But since I've started this whole Um, journey I've discovered I always thought I was an extrovert loud life of the party I'm actually not I'm an introvert and I've learned so much that I love my own space I love being with my own thoughts I love being I'm quite a private person now some people that are listening that know me may laugh but I actually am quite a private person and I don't need to always be up there amongst it I'm happy just in my own environment and you know if that means that i lose my identity um as being a trainer and a fit person especially what with what i'm about to go through with my second knee Mm. replacement coming in two weeks i'm okay with that i feel i really feel without getting woo woo i feel that this has happened to me for a reason and I feel that i'm meant to be slowing down it's the universe's way of saying jackie you need to slow down there's something else. There's more to life than just what I think there is. And mm-hmm. I've learned that. Yeah. 
Mm, absolutely. Like you've probably heard me talk on the podcast quite a few times, but I remember last year, and this was such a transformative journey for me when I left powerlifting in like the middle yes. of last year and I left the gym, I left the community, I left my coach that I'd been working with for two years. Like there was a lot of like, you know, if we're talking woo and spiritual, there was a lot of like deaths in terms of like the personality of who I was as a powerlifter and like yeah. the community that I was a part of and the connections that I had made. And I remember so distinctly thinking, wow, people do other training outside of powerlifting. But because I'd really wrapped myself up in that world, I, I forgot. I didn't, I wasn't allowing myself to see that people were exercising for another reason. And it was really hard at first because I didn't, it was so, it's such an uncertain world for me. I didn't know how to relate to exercise, which has been such a key part of who I am my entire life. Like I started yeah. going to the gym with my mom when I was like 14. I've always been sporty, although now I'm really not a team sports gal at all. Like I just love going to the gym and exercising and whatever, but it Same. took me a while. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out who I was without having this huge part of my identity as purely being exercise. And so there can be this like limbo phase almost I find until you're, yes. until you like and because you have that extra space that you're not used to. And sometimes that uncertainty can make us feel really stressed and anxious, but then also that discomfort forces us to then find other ways that we can, you know, enjoy the time or to be more present or, or oh. whatever. And so now you are going through this whole process with your knees, your knee replacement. You've already had a surgery. You're about to go in for another one. And I'm yeah. assuming there's another one later down the track. Yes, or? that's right. Yes. Yes. So, so quite the ordeal. It's a yes, it is a massive ordeal. And you know, we were talking um before we went on, we went on. If this had happened to me two years ago, I would be in a complete frenzy right now. I would be anxious, I would be horrendous to live with. But since oh, since we started speaking and I've done a lot of work on myself, I've I've found meditation. Mm. And that has been a game changer for me because I've had I had to make I had to find something from the first surgery. I had to find something that made me, that lit my soul on fire and lit me up because mm. I couldn't train, obviously. Um, and meditation was it for me. And it has been fantastic. And I would never have come across meditation had I not had that first operation where I had to actually stop. So from sort of almost losing my identity for three months, not being able to go to work and train, I found this beautiful other purpose mm. and it's been absolutely incredible. Mm. I was actually talking to another um, like past client of mine the other day. We actually go to this gym together, which has been really nice because we can like reflect and talk about, because, you know, I think as well, when you are someone that identifies so strongly as a fitness person, a lot of your conversations begin to revolve around how hard the workout was and how yes. you're dieting and like exactly. what you're doing to get to the next level. And so when you kind of depart from that and start to live your life in, I guess, a more holistic way, suddenly those conversations that you're having they with those change people, don't they? they change yeah yes. but sometimes you also are not able to relate to certain people anymore as much because you're in a different position to them you know what i mean i do i totally agree and that that has happened with me as well mm. like i've had a lot of um really good friends you know we go to the gym then we go for a coffee and we discuss how hey, that was a really hard session and that was really good and i did this weight and and then if something shifts and all of a sudden you think, oh, we haven't really got that much in common anymore because we were so boxed in with just that gym mm. mentality. But I, I just want to be able to view people for them, not just because they go to the gym or mm. what they can lift. I actually just want to, yeah, broaden my wings, I suppose. Does that make sense? Broaden my wings. Um, yeah. Spread <laughs> my wings. I always stuff up my sayings. Um, no, you know, so do I. All, all the, the time. time on oh the podcast. God. Yeah. I am an absolute shocker for that. Um, but I just don't, it's, there's more to life than health and fitness. Don't get me wrong. Like I love being healthy and I am fit, but it's not all about Jackie. Oh, there's so much more to me. I've got a brain, you know, I have a lot of interest outside of those things. It's not, there's more to life than focusing on the bloody gym and, you know, macros. Oh my God, macros kill me. I can't, I can't deal. My girls are so impressed. For the last seven months, I haven't been tracking. That's amazing. And how do you feel? How now, can we just say, <laughs> how good is it to just eat what you want? I mean, 
you don't have to think what's how many calories are in that should i have that if i have too many carbs today just just eat what you want and just be happy so exhausting just thinking about everything all the time absolutely and now that you're not thinking about it all the time it creates space for you to actually do these self-care rituals, which probably felt yes. so overwhelming before oh, because they, they were so absolutely. busy, you know, and that's exactly what I was like, when you start having different conversations, it's like not just thinking about food and exercise all the time. And you kind of almost need something else to think about. And how beautiful is it that it pushes, not pushes you, but you kind of have space to then meditate and actually sit with your thoughts and journal and do these other things that previously all of your energy was going into one really specific point yes. of like my body and fitness and you know, only that. Whereas now it's like, I have other ways that I can get that same sort of like sense of self or satisfaction, like meditating and journaling and going for a walk and just like having other conversations. And it really does make the world seem a bit more colorful. Don't you think? Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. I, I just think we're so conditioned now to try and um, have the perfect body, the perfect car, the perfect whatever. What is the fucking perfect body anyway? Like, who, who says that a size, you know, 8 is a perfect body? Who says a size 12 is a perfect body? Like, it's, it's so, it can, it's just so confusing. Like, I just think if we just learn to embrace and love ourselves for more than just what our body looks like um i think everyone would be a lot happier and there'd be so much more time for new opportunities and finding new exciting things that light you up you know it's just it's really hard having young teenage daughters um but they've been you know they've always been very honest with me and as i have with them but you know social media like instagram it's, you know, it's everywhere. Like it's really, I find it quite sad. I'd love to be able to do something to try and change that because the next generation of young girls, I feel quite sad, you know, with everything that's around now, social media, I love social media and it's a great platform, but it can also be quite negative as well. So just this week, I have literally unfollowed any page that's made me feel unworthy, not good enough, or just second guess myself. And it's like a real cleansing feeling. I feel so fantastic. Yeah. Mm, that is such a good reminder. I think that's something we need to be doing like almost every couple of months. It's really yes. easy to just like follow someone and then just continuously see all of their highlights, reels. And, you know, we go through phases as well where we might find someone really inspiring and then maybe our mindset changes or their yes. approach changes and then we kind of need to update it. And we often allow ourselves to get really passive on social media. And I think because a lot of us have this idea of like, well, I know it's a highlights reel or I know it's not, you know, a completely accurate representation, but you, for, you, yeah. you forget that when you're scrolling and you see a photo or you see a, their body or you see something, you just automatically start to like blame yourself or question why you're not there or get stuck in that comparisonitis trap. So Absolutely. this is a really good yeah. reminder to not be passive on your social media. You design, you literally get to pick who you see on, when you, oh. you know, so and that's the best thing. Take yeah. control of that. You know, you don't just have to follow people and people feel like, unfollowing someone is such a final decision but it's not like you can unfollow someone and if you really want to go and follow them again you can it's okay absolutely there's no rules but what i find empowering is the fact that it's in you know it's in your control if mm. something's not serving you something that might have been serving jackie six months ago isn't now because i have up leveled i have grown i've blossomed it's okay to let that go just like friendships though, Inez, don't you think? Some people mm. you've been friends with for years and all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're not on the same page. We're, you know, we're, we're very different. It's okay to let that go and to be okay with that because I, I used to be a people pleaser and mm -hmm. this has mm -hmm. been a huge deal for me in the last probably more so 12 months, saying no and putting me first and being okay with that, you know? It's mm. hard. I have my moments, still have my days, but... Oh my goodness. It's all like, I literally now put myself first because if I'm, if I'm looked after, then I'm a better wife. I'm a better mum, I'm a better friend. I'm just a better person in general. So again, mindfulness, you know, it just comes back to that initial making that initial step. Mm, self -aware. Yeah, for sure. It's all self-awareness. And I think 
we often think like we know like intellectually we know okay if i take care of myself then i'll be a better wife a better partner a better worker whatever whatever position we might be in yeah. but sometimes in practice that can be more difficult to actually take action on you know like when someone when you totally. already know that you have a really busy day and someone asks you can you drop me this it, it's so easy automatically especially as women to be like oh yeah i can fit it in of with thinking does this actually align with me? Is this going to make me feel good? And then what ends up happening? We say yes to this person out of obligation or autopilot. Then we get stuck in traffic. Then we get late. Then we get really stressed. Then we miss our lunch, you know, and we, we pay for it. So it's, it's, it really is self-awareness and just getting out of that pattern of automatically saying yes to everything all the time. Absolutely. Just taking a second to process what's been asked and then in my brain, I say, right, Jackie, is this going to work? Do you really want to do this? No, look, I'm really sorry, but no, that's not going to suit me today. Maybe next time. Whereas in the past, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now what am I going to do? Like, I can't get there and I'm all anxious. So I guess being aware at that initial, when that person asks something, just actually process what's happening. And then if it's not going to work, just be upfront then and you just move on with your day. And they're mm -hmm. fine. They're still your friend. They still love you. I think people respect you more actually if you do, you know, if you are honest with them and just say, no, that's not going to work or I can't do that or there's always another opportunity next time. Like, totally. And if, and if, and something I always say as well is that if you put up a boundary with someone or you say no you, or you reschedule and that person responds to you in a really passag way or they purposely make you feel really guilty. Yep. then that tells you everything you need yep. to know about the quality of that friendship and how much that person respects you anyway. Absolutely. So, and it's not then that it's not your responsibility to take care of that person's emotions. Obviously, if you like cancel on someone late and you know, they're upset about it. Yeah. To take some responsibility for that and be apologetic and make it up to them. That's fine. Yep. But if you just say no, if you need to say no to someone because you want to rest or it doesn't suit you or it doesn't feel in alignment and, and you're giving them adequate notice and whatever, and they kick up a stink, that's really just a filtering system of like, okay, well maybe I'm not so aligned with this friendship anymore anyway. And imagine if you had said yes to that person, they're probably going to be really energy draining and be taking oh. advantage of you anyway. So oh, yeah. the people that really respect you, and you say no to them, you might still feel guilty because you're a recovering people pleaser, right? But yeah. it's just about reminding yourself, I'm doing the best thing for me in the moment. And if that person is someone that respects me, then they'll understand. And it's okay that I feel guilty now. I just have to practice getting used to saying, you know, standing up for myself because a lot of us, especially as women, yeah. don't, aren't used to being able to say how we really feel and what we really want. But it's quite bizarre because years ago, I would never have thought that I would be sitting here today. Yeah. I was always a people pleaser, rushing around for everyone else, putting myself last, never filled my own cup. But I just, yeah, it, it all just sort of snowballs into a, one thing leads into another with this um, self-awareness and, you know, um, self-work. It's just been amazing to discover all these different things about myself. But getting back to the people that... Um, you know, if, if you're in alignment with them, I always say to my girls, you can't control what people say or think, but you can control how you react to that. Love so that. I, yeah, I say that to them on the daily and mm -hmm. it's true. And I, and I, I really, really do believe that if someone doesn't like me, that's fine. I can't control that, but I can control how that affects my life. So yeah, but yeah, honestly, yeah. It's, I, yeah, I agree. And it's like what you're saying, like when you start to become aware, and this is why the coaching that I do spans into so many different areas of life, because you start to realize all of these self-limiting beliefs around food, which then seep into the way that you are also allowing yourself to be treated by other people and absolutely. your other actions. And, you know, it really does have a ripple effect and it, it is, it's all boils down to your beliefs, like how you believe and how you perceive the world is going to determine what you allow into your life and the, you know, the things that the actions that you do and the results that you think is even possible. And when I say results, I more just mean like whether or not you feel like you're allowed to be confident in your body or whether or yes. not you feel like you're allowed to say no to things or you're yeah. allowed to have certain relationships in your life. Cause it, it really all starts with your beliefs. Absolutely. So 
you know, it's not really, it's, it was never about the food with me, with my mm. anorexia, okay? It was a control thing. I, that was the one thing I could control. I grew up in a very strict Italian family, beautiful, loving, supportive. I literally had the best childhood. But, you know, food is such a massive integral part. And I started to dig my heels in at 15, but it wasn't about the food. It was all the controlling aspect for me. And it's funny because when I got to my inverted brackets goal, goal weight mm. of, I think, I don't know, 50 kilos, um, I still thought I was big. I wasn't happy. Mm. So for me to sit here now, the heaviest I've been, and I'm still blessed in a smaller body, but the heaviest I've ever been, you know, I had my breast implants removed last year and I feel the best in my body that I've ever felt. I'm 44 and it's not about me thinking I'm hot or I look in the mirror going, oh my God, you're so hot, girl. No. <laughs> but you should. <laughs> but, I, but I don't walk around, I'm not up myself, but I'm so self-assured and comfortable in my own skin. Mm. I don't need approval. I don't need recognition. I'm just me living life for me. Like yesterday, I took my daughter to the beach she finished her final exam, so we're off to the beach. We went. Oh, congrats. How exciting. Yeah, I know. She's, oh, that's the best feeling. Oh, look, literally to, to complete year 12 in 2020 with COVID, she is an absolute weapon Crazy. and has handled it with so much grace. Mm. Um, so we went to the beach and I just walked around. I didn't care. After the beach, you know, we had to go on this big bridge to get back to the car and I'm just walking around my bikini. I would never have done that two years ago with my big boobs and all. But now I've got my little boobies. I'm happy and I'm confident and I don't care what people think of me. I'm, I'm not up myself. I'm just confident in my skin. But that comes from inside, not from the on exterior. Do you know what I mean? It's all internal work. That's, yeah, it's a great feeling. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, and I say this time and time again, People, clients who come to me in what you would think are like these quote unquote perfect bodies, yeah, they're yeah. small, like whatever. And, you know, obviously that's like a stereotype and I think all bodies are beautiful and they all have their place. But totally. time and time again, I have women coming to me in small bodies in what other people would probably would die to be in their bodies. And they yeah. come to me so dissatisfied, so warped in their perception of themselves, feeling like they're inadequate because yeah. it really doesn't come from the way that you look. It comes totally. from how you feel about yourself and the freedom to be able to walk around in your bikini. Like, you know, even the other day I was with another old client. I'm always hanging out with my old clients, which is so I beautiful. love that. Hopefully that'll be us one day. I know, hopefully for sure. And she was saying to me as well, we went to Coogee in Sydney here for a swim. And she was like, I never used to walk around in a bikini. Like I used to be the kind of girl that would um, go for a swim, put my like shorts and t-shirts straight back on and just like wouldn't spend any time on my bikini. Whereas yeah. now we got, we walked back to her car. She was in her car. We drove back to like a suburban place and she was just walking around her bikini. I love like, that. It's so liberating. And that doesn't come from her having lost weight because even if that person had lost weight, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're then going to be like, all right, now I'm confident no. in my bikini. It's, it is all in your, it's all in your head. It's all in your mind. Absolutely. And those stories we tell ourselves, mm. they're stories. They're not real. Like I'd look at a photo from me five years ago and go, oh my God, I looked, you know, in, um, I looked amazing. Why was I so stressed five years ago? Yeah. So now I want to look at photos of myself now in three years time and go, yeah, you rocking it. Like I just want to be, keep evolving and being happy in my body. And, you know, I thought getting breast implants was going to make me so happy. Oh my gosh. And I did love them for a long time. I had them for a long time, but here I am, scars and all, and I'm so much happier and I am heavier and I don't care. I just, mm -hmm. I feel so happy and relaxed and I don't have to think about, I don't have to think about food all the time. I don't have to think about, oh, what if someone thinks I've put on weight? I don't care. You know, it's such a good feeling. Don't you agree? Mm -hmm. Like, how good is oh, it? Oh, totally. I like, and I think also as well, when you become confident in your body, it's like what you're saying. You don't walk around constantly thinking, I look amazing. I look no, hot. It's actually, no. it's actually just this real neutral 
um, approach really. Like I barely think about my body. I put on clothes. If something doesn't feel good, I'm not, I don't sit there and think, Oh my God, I've gained weight. Like I'm so sad. I just, I'm like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. Put something else on change. Like if I'm bloated, I'm just like, wow, this is uncomfortable, but whatever. Like I trust my body and I just, it's not, it it takes up so much less space. It doesn't take up any space basically in my body. Like I just, uh, it's, and it's a very like freeing feeling because all of that energy gets to be channeled towards being creative or being a good partner or, you know, whatever it is that I, that I feel is really important in the moment. And so that's, that's, and we talk about this idea of like, instead of thinking like that, we need to be like loving our bodies and like totally obsessed with ourselves. It's more just the ability to be accepting of yourself. And that is a really great place to be because from that place of acceptance, you have such a solid foundation to then go and do all of the things that you want to do that you had previously thought I could only do when I was skinny. It's not, it's just not true. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that rock, that's no, that's no, hang on. That rolls into other parts of your life too. Like I used to be really scared of swimming in the ocean. Mm. And the other week I was at the beach with my sister, my daughter and a good friend. And my daughter Taylor said, mom, let's get in our bra and knickers. I went, okay. So off we go. And in the, loving the ocean now, like I'm more confident in other parts of my life as well, not just in my body, but I'm thinking I can challenge myself and get out of my comfort zone. That's just another example. Another one is me driving. Like I've never been a very confident driver. Now I'm quite happy just to get in the car and go wherever I need to go. It's just, it's just a fantastic position to be in. And as I said at the start, I don't have any regrets because that's to, I had to go through all that other shit to get to where I am now. Mm. But I know that my, my um, family and my friends can benefit from what I've been through. So I feel really privileged to be able to share my story. Mm, absolutely. And I think a lot of the time people think, well, I need to like be there, like be really available for my friends and family and be putting lots of energy into them, which like, yes, of course, prioritize that. But also by prioritizing yourself, you're then able to give more energy to them. But it's just a really big switch around where we're constantly feeling like we need to make sure that we've got enough energy for everyone else. But actually it starts with you first. Like you light yourself up, you get the right support, you fill up your own cup. And we hear that all the time, but I think, and you know, we hear a lot of these sayings all the time, but like, are you actually embodying that? What does that actually look like to you? I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. So let's kind of um, have a little chat about getting the breast implants removed and like what that feels like, because I know so many women feel self-conscious of their boobs, whether it's like they're too big and, you know, we always have to cover them and I don't want to look at them and people are looking at me funny or the opposite of like, oh, they're not big enough. And like, I don't have like enough cleavage or I don't have like, you know, what, what's the, um, like the roll underneath the, the boots, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I do. I don't like, oh, I don't even yeah, yeah. have that like crease or whatever. Oh, I hear it. Funny. I hear it all the time. So, and that's such a big part of body confidence that I don't think gets spoken about often enough, but obviously affects all women, right? Because we, like most of us, have some sort of boobage yes, area. That's right. Um, well, for me, Inez, I was always quite flat chested and then had the kids, whatever, and they were just small. And um, I was actually going in to have my nose done. I've had my nose done as well. And I thought, oh, I might just inquire about it. I'd never do it. No way. I'll just ask. And I asked the question and um, then he said, just go home and think about it. And then I started talking to my husband. He said, if you want to, we can afford it. You can get them. I went, oh, look, this man supports me in everything I do. If I wanted to find mm. the moon, he would be, yeah, you go for it. So we got the booth. And then a year later, I got the the boobs. They were great. (laughs) Loved them. And then a year later, I went bigger. Mm. So can I just say it's very addictive. Mm. I don't regret getting my nose done because I had a big nose. I'm very happy with that. But Mm. the boobs and then Botox and then it was just a real, just down. Yeah, it was not good. Um, so long story short, I got them because I didn't feel sexy and I thought, oh, if I have these boobs, I'll be really happy because I'm really skinny at the moment because I was really thin then. Um, I'll be really happy if I get big boobs. The happiness never came. Mm. I was waiting, waiting, and I thought, what's going on? And then I just, nothing changed in my life. Um, and I got them out because I had the ones that were recalled. Mm. But I actually didn't know that at the time. I was I got them out a month before that came public that they were recalled. I just was having a lot of illness 
um, breast implant illness symptoms. And I didn't hesitate at all. I just thought I, I had this strong voice, Jackie, you need to get them out. This intuition, nothing could stop me. I wanted to do it straight away. So a week after my operate, my consult, I had them out. And I feel I have never felt more comfortable in my skin. As I said, I'm probably the heaviest I've been. I've got small boobs now and I just don't care. Like it doesn't come from material things or exterior. It's all internal work. And I really, really believe that you started my journey um, forward for that. And I just, yeah, it's just amazing. Yep. And look at all that you have moved through. Like how incredible to go through that journey and to just now be on the other side of it and have experienced your body in all different shapes and oh, sizes and, yes. and to be able, and it gives you a sense of even deeper gratitude. I think when you've been oh. through, and this is what I always talk about with like my disordered eating, like, yeah, it was really challenging. And when I think about my early twenties and my teenage years, all like the only memories I have are of dieting, of not yeah. feeling good enough, of feeling body conscious. But do, yeah. now on the flip side, I, I experienced such a deep level of gratitude that I wouldn't be able that like, you know, the general person wouldn't have around food. Like every, still to this day, I would say I haven't tracked my food in over two years. I haven't been dieting. I would say I've been Dang. had a very healthy relationship with food for yeah. a couple of years. Still to this day, when I come home and I'm feeling tired and I get to just eat a bowl of pasta with no guilt, I'm so grateful for that. Like I'm so happy that I can do that because I remember the feeling of how complicated I used to make my life of, oh, I can't just have pasta. I've got to make fish and I've got to do the, you know, like just make it, made it so complicated for myself when it doesn't need to be like that. And yeah, and I love as well. I think we need more women that talk about like, yeah, I've gained weight and yeah, I'm heaviest that I've ever been right now. And that's quite ballsy to say that because we live in a society that does still, even though there's so much more awareness and acceptance around different body shapes, does still put thinness on a pedestal. And like, yeah, I'm the same. I mean, I've maintained my weight and I'm like for the past couple of years because I've just been eating so consistently, but like I'm the heaviest I've ever been and I don't plan on changing that. I'm comfortable in my skin. Like, you know, I've had to throw away a few pairs of jeans and t-shirts and whatever. And I probably will too in the future. And that's okay. And I I love my body now. I think I look great. I think, you know, anyone, as I always say on my social media, anyone that gets to see me naked is so lucky. And if anyone, and anyone looks at you when, especially if you're naked and judges you for it, what, stop taking that on as your own responsibility. That's, that's not right. your fault. That's that person's fault. That's not you, on you are a rocking person. Like filter that's that person out and let that person go. There will be plenty of people that will appreciate your body. I love that so much. <laughs> I really, really do. And it's so, and everything you say is just truth. Like I've always, when I inbox you, you just speak truth and I love that. And I think you, you like you, I agree. There needs to be more women that come forward and are able to talk about you know, um, their journeys. Like I've been to my daughter's schools and I've done three different talks to year nine students. That's amazing. I know, right? And they want me, they want me to keep coming back. And yeah. I just think, oh my God, like I actually can make a difference. Like they all wrote me these beautiful cards thanking me how I made, you know, how I've opened up their eyes because some of them wanted to get plastic surgery or whatever. And I just think, I do believe things happen for a reason. I need to be this voice now. I feel mm. like, yeah, you sort of um, planted the seed and now I'm sort of just, yeah, taking off from there. I love this sort of stuff and get the message out there. Oh, that's but, perfect. And yeah, I, I mean, I can relate as well. Like I feel like everything that I've been through, I always think about this is going to be a lesson. Like this is going to yes. be a story that I'm able to share and have a positive impact to other people out there. So yeah, very yes. on the same wavelength. And I'm, I'm excited to see how it keeps growing and how you keep yes. sharing that message. It's so amazing. Yeah. Well, it's what I'm passionate about and um, I'm going to be having a lot of downtime in the next few weeks after yeah. my knee surgery. So, you know, like, I don't know where that'll lead me, but I'm, in, I'm interested and I'm excited to see um, where it could take me, you know. Um, sure. And it's just yeah. giving yourself permission to opt out of the rat race of having to rush everything and do all of the things all at once. It's like, you, you, the, and we're so worried about falling behind or whatever all the time, but when you know yourself and you trust yourself and you trust the universe, oh, I'd so, you don't need to yeah. be so rushing all the time. Like it's okay. It's okay. And that allows you to actually experience more, to enjoy the, the moment more. Absolutely. I absolutely hate rushing and chasing my tail. For yeah. me, 
downtime is so important. And if that, if that does, in fact, mean chilling out, watching Netflix for half a day, so be it, you know. What, you better what, believe I'm doing it, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, it's all, it's all relative. So I don't do that all day. But if I, if I need that, my body tells me I listen and I trust. Like I actually honour and trust my body and also what's coming. Like I know, I know I'm going to come out of this operation fine. I fucking know it. Yes. I, I put so much faith and trust and I'm, you know, that's just a great way to be. And yeah. You got to, yeah, you got to like visualize that. Otherwise you're just totally. leaving it up to chance, right? We have so yeah. much more power than we realize, but we yeah. just allow our fear sometimes to take control when actually you can decide how you want to think. You can. How, now, how good is that to discover that at 42? I mean, you know, you can, you have got the power. You have got the power as soon as you get up to control mm-hmm. your thoughts and your day and things don't always go to plan and that's fine. But guess what? You've got the tools to use to, to help yourself if something doesn't work out. And that's fine. There's always tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. So let's wrap up with some of my classic rapid fire questions. If okay. that sounds good to you. Yeah, sure. So the first question is, what is something that you're working on within yourself at the moment? At the moment, I am working on um, continuing to love my body and Mm -hmm. to love myself um, through my meditation and taking that to the next level. So I've been doing a lot of guided meditation. I'm now trying to transition into a less guided meditation and really just feel, feel the feels. Love that. So important. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. So the next question is, what is your favorite food right now in this moment? My God. Okay. So there has to be two. I cannot (laughs) break it down to one. All right. We'll allow it. Okay. Oats and peanut butter. Because if you don't like peanut butter, we cannot be friends. I couldn't agree more. I'm obsessed. I have my own peanut butter spoon. I literally love peanut butter and oats. They're my favorites. Yum. Yum. Yeah. I went through a massive peanut butter and oats phase as well. Yeah. Oh my God. Oats are just the best. I dream about my oats. I love them. Yeah. I I used to be like that as well. I think I had like a good three year obsession with oats, but now I've moved into eating toast. So here we are. Here we are. Yes. Toast with jam and peanut butter. Oh, the best. So good. So simple, but like Something we probably so didn't allow us to eat so long, you know? Oh, God, no. There's no way Nona would have eaten peanut butter or jam, but now it's like, bring it. Just bring, bring it on. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last question I have for you to wrap things up is, what does it mean to you to have a peaceful body? Wow, this is a loaded question. Mm. For me, it means loving, loving everything. My good, the bad, the ugly, just everything. Mm. Um, it means that... I get, to, I get to choose to be gentle and mm. I get to choose the story I tell myself and about my body and it's just easy. I don't have to stress about my body or like I used to. So for me, it's just freedom, mm. freedom to choose and freedom to think what I want to about my body. Brilliant. I love that so much. I love that. Freedom. Freedom was a big part in early on in my, that's all I really craved was like just freedom to choose. And I feel like I really get to embody that now. And what a gift that is to give to your own self and your own body. Absolutely. Totally. Amazing. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on the Peaceful Body podcast. I appreciate it endlessly. It's been a joy to get to talk to you, to hear more about your journey, to find out all of the details and everything that's been happening. So the time has just flown as well. I, I can't know. believe it's already been like four. It's almost been like 50 minutes. So it's been incredible. And I'm excited to hear what all of the listeners have to say. We always love hearing your feedback. Um, you can take a screenshot and tag us both so that we can see if you're listening to this and what you loved about it. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me, Liz, and keep shining. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you.